Welcome back. These are your bookmarks. Here's where you left off. Spoilers ahead for Convergence, Book 3, Chapters 1 through 3. Today we're reviewing Convergence, Book 3, First Strike, by Craig Allenson. For this book, we're going to be reviewing it a little differently as each episode we'll review a number of chapters and you'll hear our reactions as we have them. Yes, so we'll be reviewing chapter one and chapter three uh, in this episode. And uh, Derek, what do you think about the first three chapters of this book? Well, I can sum it up in three words. McDonald's, vacuum, (laughs) and demon. That's it. Or as... (laughs) In other words, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you guys next episode. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> seriously it, it, you're right you're literally summing up the first three chapters of this book is literally mcdonald's roomba and a demon and a vacuum cleaner it's literally that's it it's literally the whole synopsis of this first three chapters and to be honest with you i was so entertained for the first three chapters i was like gig i was giggling i was just i was i was literally like um I was I was I was laughing and I was just like like I was just when I was reading it I was just like in the corner like my chest is like heaping and humping is just just laughing my ass off because it's such a good three chapters in the whole book and 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 how he started it is just amazing it's just funny don't you think it's so cool I I I enjoyed it the funny thing about it is that it I I had a saying about it I said this is sort of what we were discussing from book two, but in book three, they continued that and what I call the Brady Bunch. What we're seeing is a, a family drama, and that happens in the first three chapters. And that's really all it is, is a family drama where Mike and Isabel are the parents <laughs> <laughs> the dog and cat get into shenanigans. There's a va- the dog gets playing with the vacuum. And yes, we have a genie in here. Sure, Azib summons a demon, but it's all very Brady Bunch like. Don't you agree? It is. It is. Okay, let's 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 start from the beginning here. Chapter 1. Well, in chapter 1, it literally started as in like Kaz waking up and Makari literally said, I'm hungry. Let's go grab something to eat. So they went through a drive through of McDonald's, right? And uh, they, and, and, and Isabel, no, sorry, uh, Giselle and Makari is like, I need to go somewhere. I need to go to the bathroom or whatever. So they left with the food with Kaz and they literally told Kaz, do not leave the food with the cat and the dog, period. Literally, that's his ta- task. Uh, the Cass's ca- task is to make sure Duke and Boots do not eat the food. A simple task, don't you think? Next thing you know, very simple. Yeah, hell very broke loose and Cass running down the street uh, trying to chase uh, Duke with the McDonald's bag. You get you get Boots on top of a car, top of an SUV, eating his food. And next thing you know. Instagram photos are being taken. They're running in the alleyway. They're and literally Kaz is having an argument with a dog and a cat regarding the special sauce of a Big Mac. And typically, typically you don't literally just like you totally ignore that part. But it's so entertaining that it just makes the first chapter felt so. Yes, this is a Craig Allen's book. Yes, this is convergence. Yes, this is what we expected. 
going into yeah well uh, when we get into book uh, book <laughs> chapter two we find that we have again i go back to the brady bunch the roomba incident where you know we have that typical the dog hates the roomba and they get into a fight and shenanigans ensue and then we get duke trying to use the vacuum and it's all very comic centralized it, 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 is. it is funny it is. and I, I did like it. I did enjoy it. It's just really interesting the way that it comes out. Yeah, it's kind of funny though because officially Mike actually brought in the Roomba because he he's been so because he, he he's ex military he looks he likes everything to be cleaned right so he got a Roomba just to clean up the house just make sure it's nice and tidy because of the dog hair the cat hair everyone's hair. It's just it just needs to it just needs to be clean. So he got that. It makes sense. I have a Roomba. It does that. I have cats. It cleans it cleans the cat here. No issues there. I'm, it makes sense. Like it literally makes sense. But here's the thing, though, because Roomba is an is an AI robot vacuum cleaner, and guess what? Boots and and Duke thinks that whole that the vacuum itself is possessed by a demon and it's a very very evil thing so they get scared they, they, they're scared about the the whole thing keeps running around and cleaning himself and all that stuff next to you know um giselle and um and uh sorry giselle and uh and kaz was away came back next to you know you see the roomba outside destroyed that's when everything started to say, okay, how are we going to deal with this? How are we going to fix this and all that stuff? So, so uh, Kaz got, got really, really mad. So he told uh, Boots and, um, and sorry, uh, Duke and, uh, and Azid and, and Boots to clean up the house because you guys ruined the Roomba. Now we need something, to, someone to clean the, the house. So they task Duke and Azid and Boots to clean the house. And they walk back into the house. You have the vacuum cleaner being vacuumed by Duke. Imagine a dog tried to vacuum, tried to use the vacuum. That's gonna be a disaster already. Broken, broken lamps all over the place. You got like it's just a big chaos, uh, chaotic thing. So they're like, you know what? Deal with it. Fix this. I don't care how you do it. Next thing you know. Azid was like, you know, I, I'm, I'm too good for this. I am too good for this vacuum cleaning thing. So he called out a demon. A demon from the nether named, help me with this one, Derek. It's called, his name is uh, Gertrude or Gertrude's. Gertrude's. And um, he's a young yeah. demon. And uh, next thing you well, know. What does that really mean, though? What is a young demon what does that really well mean? how, how do you he's young i got this feeling that he's just a um like you know a toddler demon not very well versed of like being a full demon <laughs> i'm just speculating now what what is considered a young demon but uh let's just say the demon decided to possess an upright vacuum right and the good thing about this, when they found that the vacuum cleaners was vacuuming the, the hallway and Giselle freaked out, it's like, why is this vacuum running by itself, not even plugged in the wall? And that's when Azid told him, told everyone that, yo, no, I got a demon to, uh, to vacuum the place because um, Duke needed help. Right. So I'm like, oh, 
this is going to be fun. <laughs> and yeah, well, it, it, it's really interesting the way that the demon comes into it because really that's the only sort of um, moment in the book where we get magic in the first three chapters. And I keep on coming back to the whole, uh, you know, magic not being central or the Brady Bunch mentality. And I am all for the comedy. I really am. But again, I, I, we're sort of continuing on with our sort of objections from the last book in the first three chapters and just saying, what is going on here? And where is, this is supposed to be first strike. So uh, we're, go, we're supposed to have some sort of interaction. And yes, Azib does sort of set it up a little bit where he's discussing uh, having sensed the nether and possibly another door opened or at least some sort of perception of that. And that's interesting, and I'm looking forward to how he's going to come forward in the further chapters and express that out. But for these first three chapters, if I'm going to be critical, we're back sort of to Groundhog Day again a little bit. What do you mean? We'll explain more. What I mean is that uh, we're still doing the tropes of character development where Duke gets in the trouble, Boots gets in the trouble. Yeah, it's at a McDonald's instead of the house now or we switch to the vacuum, or it's Azeeb doing his little comic relief with the demon. There's not a lot of development as much as I was hoping for, at least to get a little bite into the book in the first couple chapters. Yeah, I agree with, I definitely agree with that statement because uh, it's, uh, it's, it felt like it's, it's a, uh, it took what we, remember we talked about the book too, that it felt like it was a groundhog day the whole time for like, a better part of the whole book right and in this case it's it's somewhat similar um feel to it it feels like it's like hey i'm gonna take whatever whatever i had in book two i'm gonna bring it to uh the first three chapters sort of follow through with it but i'm gonna change it up a bit i'm gonna make them more like in front of everyone right and i don't mind having them in front in front of of the chapter like bringing them in uh bringing them in the first part of, of, the, of, of the storytelling, right? It gives it a little bit more like, hey, look at how crazy we, how crazy those guys are in book one. That's awesome. Book two, as you said, they sort of like dumbed down a bit because you had uh, Mike and uh, Isabel became the, uh, and Kaz became the main character and the rest of those guys, the rest of the, uh, of, of the characters became a secondary, right? And now in book three, the first three chapters, they had the, uh, they had, they have the main characters. In other words, the main, the first main characters in book one came back in the first three chapters. And and to be honest with you, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. But I'm hoping that he'll go a little bit more in depth. More a little bit. Of that's history. not accurate. Technically, you just get Duke in the first chapter or the first two chapters. I think. No, I mean the whole book is for, for the first book one. I meant. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, definitely. I mean, remember um, that we are only talking about the first three chapters of the book, and as we go through, probably our opinions are going to drastically change, oh, and we'll come I, back I and a, talk I about a, I have a very, very amazing feeling, that whole amazing feeling as in, like, crossing my fingers, <laughs> that uh, it's going to be a little bit more uh, entertaining and a little bit more in-depth, because, uh, because I have this feeling, if it's a typical Greg Allen, it's probably going to be, like, eight books or something. So, he's taking his time. <laughs> <laughs> so. so what we have in the first three chapters is entertaining 
it's fun. It's, I call the Brady Bunch effect. We're having fun with the book. He's opened it up. We've had our fun. What do you want to see from the next few chapters? Well, uh, I, w- I want a little bit more magic. I think the book is about, it's all about, about magic, so I want to see magic, right? And I think we got a glimpse of what's going to happen next after after chapter three, um, because they met, they did mention a few things in uh, in chapter two that um, that sort of intrigued me a bit. The other one is like a a, a truck driver driving. Next thing he saw a, a light, right, and uh, he freaked out on that one. And another one's a sawmill, right. And uh, I think having those two um, two items that uh, that he, they mentioned in chapter two, I think is going to be a great. Um, a great uh, prelude to what's going to happen next. Hopefully, I'm hoping that they introduce something and they're just going to bring it back in the next few chapters. At least it continues the uh, the storytelling. Hopefully, it's not going to be one of those. Hey, look at my right hand, right? Next thing you know, I'm not going to talk about it anymore until like the last chapter. If he does that, I'll be super super upset. I'll be incredibly annoyed. But um, I agree. But he, I agree. But he, but he, he, he but the again in chapter two, he did introduce a couple of things uh a little bit of like a light like light uh showing up in the middle of a highway and and uh, and uh, something had happened in a, in a sawmill right it's sort of like he's he's uh he's telling a story that hopefully it's going to happen in the future right it's sort of almost like a breadcrumbing thing right and uh, i'm hoping that uh, that's going to show up in the next few chapters after chapter three because I'm, I, to be honest with you, Derek, the whole three chapters, this is the only two items I got. I'm like, I want to know more. I want to see this. I, I, I want <laughs> I want the demon to hopefully play a larger role than just the next comic relief character and a side mission for the book. Uh, I'm a little worried that that's all it's, he's going to become is this little side mission. I hope because... He owes Azeeb a favor that at some point Azeeb is going to call that favor in to help out the Brady Bunch and be able to get them back in and, and solve a problem they might have in the future. For the next few chapters, I agree. Magic is what I want. Um, I'm happy that it started the way it did. I just don't want it to continue for the next three chapters because we're going to be reviewing uh, a couple more next episode. And I want to hear the majority of that hopefully to be magic and not this this continued comedic relief piece yeah i i think that uh that uh, the you know what to me i'm just i'm just rethinking what you actually just said i think i agree with you 100% this one having a comic relief is great but you need to have substance to that comic relief well it's been 3 chapters we've had exactly three chapters and yes you could make the argument that the demon is magic but in the context that it was in the chapter i didn't feel that way i felt like it was an introduction of a new funny character like mr boots at least that's the initial perception i have and if that's all he is then i'll be a little disappointed if he's sort of later on down the road where he the demon shows up as the saving character in some situation or something i think i would really like that that twist agreed agreed so let's let's uh, let's talk about um let's talk about a couple of things that i do want to to address um 
more like not a dress, but more like a prediction for you. What is going to be your prediction? Um, I know we're only in the first three chapters here. We already said that we were hoping that it'll be more character development, right? I think we both agreed on that one. Regarding, regarding, uh, now I'm speculating. I'm just hoping that's a good speculation. I'm hoping that it's going to be correct and let me know if, if you agreed. I want to know what's going to happen between Kaz and Isabel. Because there's always been a, uh, like, even the first, the, even in book two, they always had this thing. Not like a romantic thing, but almost like a uh, understanding of 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 who they are, right? And uh, and I'm just hoping that uh, in this book, in this book three, their 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 um, their relationship as friends or as whatever will develop because I, I really like how they interacted with each other. Like, are you looking for some sort of romantic? No, thing no, uh, not not like that at all. Because remember, in in book two, Kaz and Mike had this like relationship already because they were building that relationship of like buddies, colleagues, all the way to like Mike was in charge. No, next thing you know, no, Kaz was like, I'm in charge type deal, right? Almost like a, almost like a, um, like a. Uh, almost like a yin and yang sort of feel to it, right? Almost like a, a partnership. But for um, uh, for Kaz and Isabel, there was, there was something else, um, um, another layer of friendship that uh, that's sort of like an understanding, right? And um, I'm hoping that he'll continue and grow that one because... because are, how, are you referring more to Mike and Isabel? No, more Kaz. Kaz and Isabel, Kaz and Isabel because Mike... I, I'm not I'm not really on the same page with you with this then because Kaz and Isabel had their moment in the card chase, but really that's their main interaction that they've had other than the understanding where she's sort of respecting him as, as an individual. But yeah. I would not say it's a romantic. No, thing no, in no, and never, never, I don't want to insinuate that it's a romantic thing. More like a, a a deeper friendship. Like, like for example, you have colleagues that uh, that you have connection with, but it's mostly underlining with with work, right? And you have like another colleague that's like, oh, I can do talk about work, but there's more like, hey, let's go grab a coffee type deal, right? And I'm hoping that that's gonna be that because right now. The relationship between Kaz and Mike was great because, again, I'm looking as a, a colleague, as a boss or supervisor type uh, relationship, right? But Isabel and, and Kaz has this I, I relationship would've... of like more like, hey, let's go grab a coffee and talk about what happened weekend type deal. <laughs> yeah, but I, I would have thought that based on especially the first book is that Giselle would be his love interest if you wanted to have something like that. And even... Uh, Craig had sort of set that up as an undertone with Mercarius kind of stopping that right in its tracks, right? I, I don't, I don't, you can definitely see that, but I don't see that going on because in book two, he literally talked about, uh, he's just, she's still a young lady, right? And she thinks her as a, as a almost like a sister, right? And, uh, and, uh, well, go, don't get me wrong, Isabel and, and, and Giselle's relationship is amazing. It's great because it has that, Oh, sister vibe to it, right? And and Macarius is almost like one of those uh, those big brothers of like I'm I'm not the oldest, I'm not the the wiser one, but I can kick ass, right? So, so you want to see some sort of of like a more relationship development in this book? Yeah, it's more like a a friendship, like a deeper friendship, right? I want I want to see. I'm more... going to go the opposite way. I am going to say 
that Mike and Isabel are going to wow, profess really? more of their... <laughs> well, just because they've been together for such a long time. Yeah, they've been right? partner for a while, and right? They've been partner for a long time. So I'm going to go the opposite okay. way. And I, I think that Kaz is going to be wrapped up with the events of the book. What I'm looking forward to is what I think is going to occur is we're going to have a progression into th this little tidbit of information that Azib gave us in this focused magic that he had perceived and that that itself is going to be the prelude to one of these gods trying to get into the world. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's um, actually, you made a good point though, because um, you're right. Cause they did mention something when they closed the portal, right? And um, and hoping that will be like the the baddie, like the main baddie that's gonna be coming out. I'm hoping that's gonna be the uh, the guy. It's almost like a uh, it's like you get the main baddie, but you get the goons, right? And uh, I'm hoping that's gonna be that kind of layer of like baddies uh, of of, well, of bad guys. It's funny because Mr. Boots has been around and. I kind of want him to fulfill his oath to protect Kaz in sort of any way. And when I mean this, I mean that he, you know, okay, so he keeps on feeding him. He keeps on rubbing him. He gives him his own bed. He's very, so when are you going to, like, it's, it's sort of like, when are you going to fulfill that oath? It reminds me of the characters from the old Robin Hood Prince of Thieves movie where, you know, he says, I, I fulfill my oaths when I want. And that's what Mr. Boots feels like to me. <laughs> so, in other words, he you want Mister Boots to say, "I am the man. I am going. I'm here to protect Kaz," and but I'm not going to show up until like the last minute. Almost like a, uh, I'm just gonna, no, oh, it's a side character until he does something great. Next thing you know, I saved the he, world. He's just gonna he's just gonna show up when he decides to show up and do like this one thing. And then he's going to be like, where's my fish? I think that's sort of what it's going to be. So in other words, you want him to do, to save the world and drop the mic and walk away and have dinner. <laughs> I don't want him. To, I just think that's that's the logical progression where his character is going. Like you said, drop the mic. I did it. You know, what more do you want from me? I fulfilled my oath. And then Azib is, of course, going to run behind the tree and point over there and say, go get them. And that's going to be sort of Azib's kind of approach to everything right his thing <laughs> his, his well thing. he kind of already is doing that thing but you know yeah yeah so leonard what do you think is going to be the next few chapters what's the main theme you expect to hear i'm hoping i'm predicting and hoping that they're going to be more expanding on the uh on the portal thing because the portal thing was answered slightly but i want i want them to talk about that more i want them to talk more about the um about the people who's trying to try to kill them, right? And I want more character building. I think that's typical. I think that's what I'm. I want to see. I want to see between chapter three and chapter ten. That's what I want. I want something to be built, and uh, as soon as you build that, you can go off your normal rant after that. I'm happy with that. So that's my prediction. My prediction is I need more character development, and I want I want the uh, the portal to be answered. More like more in depth, and I want to know what happened to those lights, those those blanking lights things. I I tend to agree with you a little bit. I'm going to take a little bit different of an approach. Uh, there's 32 chapters in the book, so it's a little bit shorter in the context of chapters, 
each chapter is around, you know, depending what we do, you know, it's about the same length approximately. So what I want to see is I don't want us to focus for the next few chapters on Kaznam. I want to have sort of a secondary plot or other knowledge brought up about the order or, as you said, about the the nether gods or some other world building information to give me a little more taste of it and i'd like to take a break from the comedy relief for a couple chapters agree with that one i agree with that one thank you for opening the book with us today please hit that subscribe button so you won't miss the next episode we would love to hear your thoughts about today's episode email us at your bookmarks info at gmail.com 